for just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Happy Friday, everybody. Today is March 3rd, 2023, and we got another Friday episode today. Episode 260, to be exact. And uh, today's episode is one that... I recorded down at ATA. Still got a lot of these ATA things coming out, but uh, this one, you know, this one's a good one. We had uh, Derek and Corey and Joey from the Latitude crew, the guys that are basically behind the camera making all the magic work, sat down with them. And David actually wasn't on this episode just because we only had four mics and, um, but we sat down with them and, and talked and, and cut it up, and it was a good one. So we talk about, you know, the year that they had behind the lens, but also just kind of the ins and outs, a little behind-the-scenes stories and stuff like that, and it, it's a good one. You're going to laugh at Joey <laughs> because if you know Joey P., um, which I you guys will come to know him a little bit more, you'll realize what I'm talking about. David knows him pretty well, and I know him pretty well, so it's like, it's just Joey, you know. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah, Joey P. Yep. Joey P. I mean, I mean, hell, the the guy like just graduated last year, didn't he? No, oh, yeah, he's still wet behind the ears for sure. <laughs> oh yeah, just just a young pup, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, it's a good episode. But, you know, and I'm glad we did those uh, ATA episodes because it was just a good time to, you know, get with people that we don't normally get to see all the time, but like bank a whole bunch of episodes up and um just kind of just bullshit you know and uh it was a good one it, it's not not a long one it's a half hour podcast which is all right because um you know it's just we didn't have a ton of time either but um it was just good conversation so yeah yeah i'm looking forward to it like you said it, it was one of them that I, I wasn't able to sit on with because of you know how many headsets and the equipment that we brought so there's a couple of them that while we were at ATA that those ones that I wasn't on that I'm actually eager to listen to. And I've, I've actually, this has been one of the ones I've been really eager to listen to just with like, you know, we know the guys already, but I just love how, like how passionate they are. They're eager, they're driven and they're so young yeah. and they're hungry. You <laughs> yep. know what I mean? Like, and they're wanting to learn, kind of wanting to take everything to that next level. And, uh, you know, they, they had a quite the adventure this last fall traveling, a handful of states you know seen uh seen some awesome deer yep. awesome deer awesome states so it's uh i'm really looking forward to listening to it yeah agreed you know they got some good stories and i asked them some stories about what was you know your biggest screw up of the year you know dropping stuff out of the tree one time joey's like yeah i was dropping but you know my some wing nuts and some washers and stuff like that and he's just screwing up and i'm like oh god just hard to laugh at or hard not to what? laugh <laughs> what's he doing taking apart his cam his, his camera arm up there i don't know i don't know grease <laughs> just pulls out of the can of wd-40 oh. to grease her up a little bit <laughs> I, don't, I really don't know but it was funny to to listen to him talk about it but um so oh, yeah, yeah that's that's today's podcast but we got we got some we got some stuff to talk about in this intro today um i do want to do do we have a little breaking news today buddy <laughs> there is some breaking news there is some breaking news okay. but um ah, hell what let's get right into it we are um been working on something for a little while and uh do you want to break it or do you want me to i uh, do th this is the podcast is your baby i want you to do it well, we uh, are now partnered with Prime Archery. Um, 
it's a big one for us. Uh, I mean, all of them are big ones for us. Like it's just, just happy to, to be involved with, uh, a great company, like-minded people, great values, and they're a Michigan company. So, um, that's pretty cool. You know, it kind of started at ATA, honestly, ironically that we're doing an ATA episode today, but, um, you know, you and I wanted to shoot the new RevX, uh, and we went over there and wow. I mean, you and I have been shooting Matthews for a long time and, uh, you know, I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, I didn't think I was going to be that surprised when we shot that bow. We shot the RevX two, and I, did we shoot the four? The RevX four? No. What what we did is we we shot a couple different RevX twos. The the first one that you you were shooting was a little bit long for you, I think. Yep. Yeah. And it, you know maybe it was is probably like you know like a thirty inch draw at seventy pounds. So it wasn't like really fit for you. But then you know the the bow you know, like that we were kind of looking at that twenty eight twenty eight inch draw mm-hmm. sixty to sixty five pounds. Someone else was shooting that, and then when they were done, the guys like here put this one in your hands and shoot it. Yeah. And if, if anybody listened to this as any Matthew shooters, I mean, one thing that really stood out to me shooting Matthews that I loved is the draw cycle is really nice. Um, and, but when, when you touch that shot off, it's like dead in your hand. It is, you know, and I feel as I'm talking about this, I'm like, so cliche. I feel like you hear everybody talking about this stuff, but it really is. I mean, I got nothing against the Matthews. They're really good bows, but, um, I've yet to come up against a bow that was would compete with it. I know there's a lot. And now let me let me say this: every bow out there is a very good bow nowadays. You know, it's all personal preference. It's what you like. So for when I when I talk about this, competing with it, in my opinion, um, you anybody else could be like, you know, Matthews is hand shock or whatever. It, it, it's just all personal preference. So when I when I when I shot this RevX two, honestly, man, it was right there with with every Matthews I've shot or above it, you know. And honestly, the back wall on it was way better than a Matthews, way better. The draw cycle was really good. There wasn't a big hump, a big valley, you know. And just when you get back to that back wall, she's solid. And uh, at the shot, man, boy. Boy, it is a dream to shoot. It is smooth, and there is there was nothing on this bow. I swear, we were shooting arrows that are thirty seven inches long. They're like this far <laughs> up from the riser, and you know, you're just it. <laughs> it was fun to shoot, though, man. I don't know what was your take on it. Yeah, it, I, dude, I, you know, for me, you know, whether it's right or wrong, there, there's a part for me with like gear and, and bows and stuff. It's like a first impression before I even shoot it. Like I want to pick the thing up. I want to look at it and feel it first. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm, we, I won't sit here and say names that there were some other bows that, you know, we had looked at and whatnot at ATA and we didn't even want, we didn't even care to shoot them. Yeah. Maybe that, maybe that's a little bit our fault. Maybe it is. That's just my personality. But when I picked this up, it, you know, the, the fit and finish on it was, I, it was top tier and then you know there were some talks there and uh we decided to shoot them but i i knew it was i knew it was a, a really good bow when like we shot it and then it was like hey i want to shoot that again yeah you know what i mean we're like let me shoot it again and you know we're switching back and forth with the release taking turns you know and and uh you know the the draw cycle like you said the draw cycle was it, it, it was like butter right nice yeah. and smooth and then it you know it held really well but a lot for me is I, I wanted to feel what it was like when that shot went off because, you know, there's nothing on it other than a rest. There's mm-hmm. no sight. There's no stabilizers, no nothing. So you're going to feel at that moment, you're probably going to feel more than any other time. Right. Yep. And it was, it was, there was nothing there to feel and uh, just, just really impressed. And, uh, you know, the guys there that we, we met and talked to, I, I mean, one of them even came over to the latitude booth with us yep. and shot the shit they're really cool and the the fact that it's a michigan company is i don't know may, maybe that's just us that you know you hear that a lot when we talk about michigan companies but uh it kind of means something you know at least to me oh for sure here it means something to me as well and you know the guys that you were talking about we talked to kyle grace which kyle's been awesome he's the one that we've been kind of dealing with through this whole thing and then brian anderson uh those are the two guys awesome guys um and just kind of opened up everything for us you know what do you want to shoot what you know the four, the two, whatever. I, I just want to go back a little bit to like what you were talking about, some of the other bows that we picked up. And I think I remember picking up a bow just 
and this was not a prime. It was just a different bow. Uh, and immediately when I grabbed the handle, I'm like, nope, not it. You know what I mean? Like, if I can't yeah. if I can't pick it up and just feel it in my in my hand first and be good with it, I'm out. Like it's just I I I don't want to force myself to like something. You know, it's got to be from A to Z when I pick it up to fire that first shot. It's it's got to be across the board. It's got to be nice. So in the Rev yeah. X, it was man. It was it was a dream to shoot. Yeah. So we we got plans to go down to. Uh, memphis michigan where they're at and uh take a tour of the factory and do a podcast there hopefully do that here in the next you know we got the bows ordered but we want to shoot them a little bit more get them set up and everything and after we do that um you know go down there to the factory and and do a podcast with those guys so i'm excited it's going to be a good good journey a good venture and um i'm excited about that yeah, I'm really looking forward to uh, going over there and checking it out. And when he told me about that, they extended the invite for us to go over there. You know, that was that that was piqued interest in me for sure. Yep, definitely. Um, I want to talk about real quick before we get into some partner reads. This next week's one giant mistake. There were some uh, technical difficulties um, on my end. That is my fault. I take full responsibility for that. Um, so this next week's One Giant Mistake episode is not going to be One Giant Mistake. It's going to be a different one. Uh, and it's actually Jake Bush is going to be on with us uh, to fill the spot. And actually David takes over the uh, hosting roles and hosts the podcast asking Dave or, uh, asking Jake and I questions about our move to Latitude. Uh, you, get to, you get to hear a little backstory on you know Jake and where he come from and, and what we're doing with Latitude now and, and our goals going forward. So it's a pretty cool behind-the-scenes look. J, you know, Jake and I have been getting a lot of uh, questions about you know what's going on, you know, how this come about, everything. We're going to cover that all on Tuesday's episode, and then we'll pick up with some more One Giant Mistake episodes. we got two more to do. We have a hard stop on these One Giant Mistake episodes because we have another series going to be coming out soon that is really time sensitive and we cannot be pushing this off any farther. So just some big things coming up and uh, just want to kind of give you guys up for that. It's a really good episode for Tuesday though, uh, but it won't be a one giant mistake. So it'll be uh, it'll be a good one though. Yeah, agreed. It's a, it's a great behind the scenes kind of look at uh, a company that's making some moves. Yep. For sure. So let's get in some partner reads here. Uh, I want to start off first and foremost with America's Best Bowstrings. We have a code if you guys want a new string. Uh, it's it's the fall at americasbestbowstrings.com. Go check out their Platinum, Premium, or their Pursuit uh, Series strings. We're actually ordering our strings right now for these new Prime Rev X2s. Um, and you guys can customize your heat shrink. You can customize you know two different string colors and a serving color. So Go over to the America's Best Bowstrings and use the code THEFALL to um, save some money on that. Helix Broadheads as well. These companies are one of the same. Use the code FALLHX10 to use that to uh, to go get yourself some broadheads. You can buy one if you want. Um, if you want to get one just to try it out, I would do that if you're kind of hesitant on the fence. But I'm, what I'm going to tell you right now is you're going to love it. So you might as well just buy three right off the rip and just get it over with. But uh, go to helixbroadheads.com, use the code FALLHX10 to uh, get your FJ4s or FJ2s. Latitude Outdoors is another one. So Latitude, obviously I work with Latitude now. Um, that doesn't change a thing. These guys still make unbelievable products. I've you know, believe in these guys, you know, through and through. Use the code the fall podcast, all one word, all lowercase. It works for everything on the site, but the platforms, the sticks, and the method two saddles. So you can save twenty five percent on all that stuff if you need new ropes, if you need, you know, uh, gear strap or anything like that. Kong duck, I think they got we got Kong ducks on the website and everything. Merch. Go there and uh, use that code, The Fall Podcast, The Fall Podcast, and uh, save some money there. Exodus Trail Cams, ExodusOutdoorGear.com. They got the new rival. They also have the Render, the SP18 solar panels. They come with a five-year warranty. Unbelievable customer service. Uh, great guys make a great product. Go over there, check them out. Sign up for the newsletter as well because they do a lot with their newsletter. Also with Latitude, sign up for the newsletter because uh, there's a lot of information right there that you can use. Um, for when new things come out next is method archery 
just ordered new arrows for both of us. So we both went with the ZMRs again this year. You did. Explain your arrow setup a little bit and what you're going to do because yours is just a little different than mine. Yep, yep. So we both with the ZMRs. Uh, I'm. I the only thing that's really different is for me is is I'm shooting the hundred grain head. I, I believe that you're doing the the uh, the one twenty fives. And I also went with actually the, the four fletch. Um, the twenty six S is which is the little bit longer uh, veins that they uh, they offer. Um, did them all in white. Uh, great for a colorblind guy like me. Just all white yep. veins, simple. I can see what's on it a lot better. But I, I tell you what, the the, the arrow builder. It, it takes all the guesswork oh. out of it. It's it's really really cool. And for anyone out there doing it, the only thing that I'd be watching is it's asking for your draw length, not your arrow length. Mm-hmm. So put your draw length in. They will figure out how long your arrow needs to be. Yeah, and the other cool thing is is you can get arrows in six, twelve, or eighteen. So we both ordered arrows in a group of eighteen, which I'm like, that's awesome because I'll lose at least yeah. six of those by tack. And then you know, so then it, you're down to. You know, basically a dozen, and then I'm going to lose six more at tack, and then I'm going to come out of tack and need more arrows. So definitely uh, get that 18. That that's a, that's pretty cool that they offer that. Yeah, I I thought so too. Like as soon as I seen that, I was like, oh, I feel like I have to get that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so David's arrow, I think when we did it was, I think you're 10.1 uh, percent FOC. If anybody cares, I don't really give a shit about that. To be honest with you, I mean it's cool to know, but it's like. You know, you have a setup that you shoot 65 pounds, you shoot your arrow, total arrow weight was 420 grains, you're blowing through deer. You know what I mean? You're, you got a good combo. Mine, on the other hand, I shoot a little heavier front end point. So I'm at 125. I'm at like a 16% FOC, if anybody cares. Um, I, like I said, I'm just letting people know because I get a lot of questions on, you know, these arrows and, and what to do and everything. But I'm running a three fletch. I'm running the, Three Fletch, what was it? The 26A? S, I S, believe. 26S. Yep. It's a longer vein. It's not like a boning. They do make like a like a boning blazer vein uh, size as well. I'm doing the longer vein. Uh, 470 grains. I've been shooting that. This is the third year I'll be shooting that same arrow. And, I, man, I've, I, I have no reason to change, honestly. So yeah. um, I'm excited about that. But you guys can save some money if you use Fall 10 at uh, – methodarchery.com uh lastly garmin bow sites garmin bow sites go there or garmin check out their watches check out their bow sites get them coming um yeah that's that's what we got today guys um we're gonna get to this interview here with the boys from latitude uh it was a good one and uh if you guys have any oh no we have to do a question keep forgetting oh yeah keep forgetting keep forgetting but if you guys okay so i've had three submitted this week keep them coming boys and girls give us your questions so um i'll go first i want to go first so i'm gonna do it question of the week okay um i got a lot is this is this one of yours a a listener this one was one of mine okay okay um how close of a friend do you have to be for you to tell them about a big deer? It, we're talking about a friend that's like right after my family members. <laughs> like it's yeah, it it takes it takes an ultra ultra close friend. Like and more than anyone, more than anything, it's not necessarily how much how close or not they are to me. It's how like trustworthy they are mm-hmm. to me. And I guess that's, that probably goes hand in hand with how close a friend they are to me. So yeah. it's, uh, it's, it's right after my family that it's that kind of friend. Yeah. How many very, very small circle. Okay. So you've got, you know, two daughters and a wife and a dog. Okay. So <laughs> how many people do you tell outside of those three? What's your number? Three, three, Three. Yeah. Yep. Three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty small, buddy. I I've learned, I've learned the hard way. Mm-hmm. It, and uh, you know what? And I don't like that. I know. I honestly don't I know. Like I, I love, I love talking deer. I mean, look, that's what we're doing here. Right. Yeah. I love talking deer. Uh, you're, and you're I, almost forced to though. You're almost forced to do that it, it, because yeah, you get burned and it's like not doing that again. Yeah. Yep. And, and what little bit I've, traveled out of state i go to, to some of these sm- you know small town usa type 
coffee shops and bars, they're not like that one bit. Mm-hmm. It just it's it's really cutthroat around here, dude. And and I've been burned in the in the past. I've learned, and so like that circle has just gotten smaller and smaller. And when I say three friends, it's been like that now for about five years. Yeah. So it's it, it's it doesn't it doesn't really change. Yep. Okay. I like yeah. it. Okay. Uh, question for you. Yep. In your opinion, do you believe a spike always stays a spike? No. Nope. He changes. He changes. Yep. Okay. I, my whole thing with that is like, okay, you know, yeah, a spike could stay a spike forever. He could, but not all of them. You know what I mean? I've never right. been in that camp. I'm glad I didn't get brought up that way of like, oh, we got to shoot the spikes because I know people that were brought up that way and I'm like... No, my opinion. No, they don't. Yeah. They don't all stay spikes. You and I had a long discussion today on the phone about just like, you know, uh, this unwritten rule book that was like, hey, you bump a deer, he's three counties over. How do we know? <laughs> How do we mm-hmm. know? You know what I mean? And yeah. it's like, I've grown up with that, so it's it's taught me to pay, be a passive hunter, and I'm I'm trying so hard to to come out of my shell, and I'm doing better every year, but. Um, we don't know. We don't know that. And even if he does get bumped three three counties over, there's more bucks. There's more deer to hunt. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Would, would you would you agree with this saying that this is something I strongly believe in, that the words always and never shouldn't exist in the in the world of whitetail hunting? Yeah, that you should never say them. <laughs> there, there it goes. Yep. Yeah, I, I honestly, <laughs> you, you should never say those. I mean... What's the well, you 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 hear guys, you hear guys, you know, they'll say a buck always beds like this. He'll never, you know, he'll never move like this. And that's that's such bullshit in my opinion because it's like these are wild animals. There's so many different factors going on out there all the time that like things that we don't even know about are affecting how these animals move and act how they grow their antlers. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many determinant factors where it's like, I don't like the words always and never when it comes to whitetail hunting at all. Yeah. And in all the instances I've been around in all the years, I've never actually confirmed that a buck uses the same bed twice. So mm-hmm. I really can't go off of that, you know, and somebody may have confirmed that, but it's like, that doesn't happen all the time though. You know what I mean? It's like, don't take it to the bank. Don't take it as verbatim. Like you're like, that is the Bible. Like it doesn't happen that way. So, um, the, the, I don't know what the best way to say it is, but the, the more you can let go, the better off you're going to be. And the more you can adapt to, you know, just learning and being open to everything, the better you're going to be. That's the best way I can put it. Yeah. Well said. Well said. Cool. Let's get over this interview with these boys and, uh, yeah. This is a good interview, and uh, hopefully you guys enjoy it. He's nervous as all get out. He's going to be beating sweat here in a minute. No, I'm all right. You good? Yeah. All right. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Fall Podcast. We're here still at ATA. I think this is podcast number six today, I think. Just just rolling them through. Got a couple more later, but I've got Joey P, because I can't pronounce his last name. Pavlovich. Pavlovich, yep. Pavlovich. I Something still can't like do it. Yeah. Derek. Corey from Latitude Outdoors. I've got to know these guys pretty good for the last over the last year, um, and I'm excited that I got to know you guys. I look at you guys as good friends now and fun to hang out with, you know. And you guys are field producers for Latitude and marketing gurus, and I just love it, man. Love having you guys on here. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Yeah, <coughs> yeah. for having us, it's awesome. Yeah, Heck man. yeah! So what I wanted to do was I wanted to talk about this year, you guys' first full season of Latitude traveling all over the midwest filming this guy got thrown through the ringer shoots a i did a podcast with joey if uh talking about your 196 yep so if anybody hasn't listened to that go that's where you'll hear his sultry voice or remember it from but um you know you got thrown through the ringer this year this is like probably what your first fall probably just like really invested in it all yeah first full fall um working for a few different companies latitude one of them and it's, I mean, it's been fun stuff. Busy, yeah. busy, busy. Heck yeah. Early mornings, late nights. Gotta yeah. love it. Long yeah. days. The so Darren, where have you, kind of give your backstory, where you come from. I mean, you had your own brand. Still do, do you still have things to do with that or what? Yeah, I helped those boys out when they needed. Um, I definitely had to take a step back. I couldn't 
do both if they need something editing or filming. I help them out. Like yep. I didn't really get to hunt that much this year, um, but that's what I wanted to do. Right. Sure. So, and you're from, where are you from again? I'm from Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. I didn't know if it was New York or Pennsylvania, yeah. so I couldn't remember. Pennsylvania boy and Full Draw Assassins Yes, is yeah. where is what your original brand is. Good brand. I like love watching your guys' stuff, social thing. You guys are very active, and guys killed some big deer this year. Yeah, yeah, we had a good time. Um, that was a really good leeway into getting to where I'm at now with Latitude. Was, yep. That was just a hobby, and then it turned into a passion project, and it turned into a passion, now it turned into a job. It's pretty so. funny how that works because that's kind of the same thing that happened to me. I had kind of like a hunting team, whatever you want to call it, way back in the day. This is like 12 years ago. It's just my passion. It's something I wanted to do, knew I wanted to do it, and then you know, it kind of morphed into doing it professionally, and now here I am 11 years later, and it's, I wouldn't have changed it for the world, man. Yeah, I totally get it. And Corey, where do you come from? <laughs> First, Aaron, thanks for having us on here. I think in a lot of ways, all of us have looked up to you and listened to you for a long time now. So, um, but yeah, I, I'm born and raised Cincinnati, Ohio. Yeah. Um, kind of similar story to Derek. That passion led me to the YouTube thing. Uh, did a hunting channel there called Hunting Junkie. Yep. Started self-filming. Um, spent a couple years doing that, growing that as hard as I could, and uh, you know, got a background in marketing and linked up with Alex and yeah. kind of the rest is history. And I'm the marketing guy, the marketing latitude. guru guy. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's awesome. What, what would you say for this fall? I mean, this fall, you guys were, all you guys were busier and shit. I mean, you guys traveled everywhere, had a great season, laid down some awesome footage. I got to be with you on one of the trips, which was awesome. I wish I could have done more, but go down the line in, in a couple words, like sum up your experience this fall. Midway USA brand product designers have one straightforward goal. Develop high-quality, technically sound products and deliver them to customers at reasonable prices. If you are immersed in the shooting sports industry and pay close attention to every single detail, you know our products are built right and stand up to everyday use. Who has shooting mats and range bag systems to hunting clothing and just about everything for the outdoors? Log on and shop 24-7 with super-fast shipping. MidwayUSA.com whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, <laughs> man, man of many words. It yeah, awesome. I, I, I don't know. Uh, Car ran real good. I can tell you my favorite <laughs> states. I mean, Wisconsin, I loved Wisconsin. Indiana was awesome. Um, being with the guys, you know, traveling here, there, everywhere, you know, um, it was it was fun stuff. Yeah. Um, got to learn a lot of their new tactics that I haven't really been putting to use, you know. I've hunted out-of-state public land before, but... Uh, never dove into it, I guess, as deep as some of those guys do. Mm -hmm. um, yep, long days, you know. Very Lear long. Learned, learned a ton. Um, getting familiar with, you know, new saddles and, and platforms and, and all this mm -hmm. new stuff. Um, been been fun. Good deal. Derek, what about you? Um, pretty much just what Joey said. It was um, pretty cool to hunt with so many different people this year, not just a lot of two guys. I got to film uh, Johnny Stewart, who's yep. – He's a maniac in the woods. Yes, like, he is. <laughs> but, but he's a camera guy's, like, diamond. Like, you can get so much out of him. He does some crazy things, but it looks awesome. He has a good reason behind it. And then mm -hmm. being able to be with Jake Bush with um, mm -hmm. not many guys got to sit in the woods with him. Right. So, and I know Corey did as well. Um, but hunting with all these guys, they all do it differently. And that's what I took out of it is mm -hmm. I can hunt with Alex most of the time. But you hunt with Kevin, he does it differently. But they all succeed in their way they do things. 
Right. And like he said, being the camera guy, bouncing around from all these guys, over time you're going to take their best attributes and you're going to have that in your toolbox. Right. So I just learning really from these guys was really what I got out of this fall and learning with these guys going together. For sure. Getting comfortable too, just yeah. being around everybody. And I mean, you guys weren't probably friends beforehand, were you? No. Or maybe yeah. just kind of knew of each other, but like just getting that comfortability with Alex and Jake and Kevin, owners of Latitude, if anybody's wondering, and then, you know, yourselves and just trying to get a good working environment and a well-oiled machine. It takes some time to get that down pat and what you want to do, oh, you yeah. know? So, Corey, and, what about you? Oh, sorry, go ahead. You go. No, and we, I don't we just you. Met, met you. Well, at least I just met you <laughs> up in northern Michigan, you know, back yep. in October. That was a fun trip. It was a fun trip, yep. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say the same. It was it was surreal, really. You know, it's kind of like every, everybody gets into this because it's their passion. You know, mm-hmm. that's why you hunt. That's why you film. That's yep. why you do YouTube, whatever. And to take it from, you know, I met Derek at the ATA last year, and we were just doing our oh, own really? YouTube channel. One year yeah. anniversary. One Here year we anniversary. go. Yeah. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> To go from that, you know, to this year, you know, we we literally worked together all fall, basically mm-hmm. spent the fall, you know, getting paid to hunt, so yep. to speak, and, you know, traveling around and living the dream, man. And That's then, awesome. You know, fast forward, here we are, and right back at the ATA booth. Tell me this. So now I'm going to get in kind of like the nerd out session is like you all filmed each one of the guys, right? Everybody filmed. Mm-hmm. So tell me this, like. Did you guys relate more to one of the guys other than like the other two? Like, do you like hunt with think one? I I got one. Yeah, we all know who you got. <laughs> Jake. Is it Jake? Yeah, I got Jake. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Joey's actually Jake's long lost little brother. Oh, yeah. I know about. I so. can see that. Yeah. Oh man. That's yeah, we funny. just roll around in the truck together. Scout here. <laughs> to be a fly on the wall in that truck. Yeah. Oh, oh my god. It's a dynamic duo. Yeah. I don't know. Who do you guys got? I mean, I feel like Derek and Alex, for sure, like, they spent the most time together. Yeah. Yeah. And then towards the end of the year, we kind of turned into, like, a well-oiled machine. Like, yep. I knew what he was doing. I knew where he was going. I knew what his plans were. We picked each other's brains, and it worked out really good. Yeah. And that's key because, you know, just it's, – it's like anybody on a sports team, like a point guard and a shooting guard or something on a fast break. It's like, you know, you don't have to look. You know the pass is coming. Like, stuff like that. I know the analogy might sound weird, but – it is that way. It's like when you get a buck or a deer in where you're trying to trying to sh- kill him, you know, you want to know how he's going to move and you're going to move and what you're going to do. And if he's on him and you don't have very good communication, it's like it needs to be a well-oiled machine for sure. Yeah. And it can take some time getting there. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I got, I got Kev. So yeah. <laughs> bottom of the barrel. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love Kev. Kev, no. Kev is a... Uh, so Kev's got like a super unique background. You know, he came from working for Microsoft. You know, the guy's got a uh, master's degree from Notre Dame, just highly, highly intelligent. And at Latitude, Kev designs a lot of the products. And so it makes it really interesting when you're hunting with him because you never know how you're getting up the tree. Every day it's something different than he's trying to figure out, yeah. you know, something he's designing. And, uh, you know, Kev, Kev's a big boy, man. I, he uh, When he climbs a tree, it takes me sometimes, like, I'm about leaping onto my first stick. Well, he to, played linebacker for the University of Michigan, <laughs> so he's, he's you know, he's pretty big. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, but the first the first time I ever hunted with Kev, he shot a buck in North Michigan. So that was our first yeah. time ever in the That's tree right. together. It was, it was really cool. Still to this day, probably my favorite recovery. I, I got to be on that. That was so much fun that night and just – I don't know how many cameras did we have in the woods. Oh, All four of us were running yeah. cameras, and DJ's over there just drinking beers. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's the colorblind, cart. and he's got the deer cart. Yeah. I swear he never let go of that deer cart for 48 hours. Nope. <laughs> just like, he had about to be here. 12 flashlights and 12 bush lights. In oh, that he did. Yeah. That was fun. Those are the good times. Yeah, I don't think I've hunted with Kevin enough. I think I've only hunted with him one time, and it was I don't know Indiana. if you and Kevin would be a good match, though. No? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, we had a heck of a hunt in Indiana. That is it, true. It was fun that stuff. True. An arrow was flung. An arrow was flung. In Indiana? Yeah. What? So what one would be, go around the room, what one would be your favorite hunt this year? Kev's? Kev's was great, no doubt about that. Um, honestly, one that sticks out, the first hunt in North Michigan, Alex and I went on a piece of public we had not been on, scouted our way in, threw a sit, and, uh, you know, Alex – Alex is a very calm guy, and then when he gets in the moment, he's a killer. 
Oh, dude, and, it's uh, crazy. It's like a flip switch or switch flipped. It's it is. wild. And I saw in his eyes, man, he thought he was about to kill the next Michigan State record. And uh, <laughs> down came the trail, six by six bull elk. And we we lost it, man. So that that was wild. I've never <laughs> seen an elk while whitetail hunting. So that was that's new. cool. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Derek? Um, it has hands down has to be Nebraska. Um, oh yeah, filming that deer with but, Alex. I mean, that trip was that was our first trip together. Mm-hmm. So and mean just getting set up. He's never hunt, had another guy sitting with him. So that was just a struggle in itself. Not alone, the hunting was a struggle. It was hot. Yeah. Um, we're waking up at two a.m. He's dragging me through the ringer, but you know we're doing it. Um, Andrew Berlin, he's around here somewhere. He was with us. Um, and then finally at the end, of, like towards the end of the trip, we had a heartbreak. Uh, we missed a deer. That was bad communication by by me as a camera guy because I didn't know that he couldn't see a deer. Mm-hmm. I should have been telling him how far he was. But, you know, it's my first time hunting with these guys. First time getting a full-time job in the industry. First time meeting him really, too. Well, I mean, well, in yeah, a way. Hanging yeah. Out with yeah. him. I didn't want to mess his hunt up and start talking and say how far <laughs> that deer is. Right. Um but then the next day, thank God, um, that giant that he shot came out, and everything was great. Footage was great. Our communication was great. And it was just that celebration that we had after that hard week was just, I've never had anything like that, even for a deer I've killed myself. So that That's was awesome. Cool. Well, and how hot it was out there, too. I mean, you guys were couldn't even take a nap during the day because it was so hot, you yeah. know? <laughs> yep. But what about you, Slick Willie? <laughs> you know, I think I'm going to go with the hunt from Indiana with Kev. It I was, wasn't there, it was, but I, it was, I was gonna cool. say Alex is from, because you filmed Alex's. Yeah, I was. was, yeah, I was that was a close one because that was my first kill, or that was the first hunt I had with Alex. Um, in Northern Michigan, it was gorgeous country, um, on a great buck, and I know it's been mentioned on this podcast a ton. You know, yeah, yeah. It, it was. We've all heard about that, but um, yeah, the the hunt with Kev, like you guys will see in the video, uh, come next year, but. It was cool the way it went down. We, we we got out of the tree stand and, you know, had to make a move on him, which is something I, I haven't done before. Yeah. You know, and, and we had our opportunity, but I'll leave it to that. That Dude, Alex, and I've said it before, Alex is like, when you see Alex, you're like, that guy's not like a hunter. You know, he's not your prototypical, like. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what, Alex Chop is a big deer killing machine. He's just got it. Whatever the it factor is, he's just got it. You he's, know what I mean? He's slept on. He is. He's very slept on. And I, I think he kind of likes that, personally. I think he – because I didn't know it either until I got to know him. Then I actually got to see him kind of work in the in, – like when we were in northern Michigan, we're like – we got into camp and all of us were like, hey, let's have some beers. And two beers turns into seven beers. And then Alex is like, I'm not drinking. I'm getting up at 2 o'clock in the morning. Who's going with us? And you guys go, Joey, you're going. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like, all right. But whatever. then that bastard. <laughs> it's my first trip. Throw me under And the then bus. you guys go into this huge clear cut in the wa- yeah. in the middle of huge country and shoot this really good Michigan yeah. deer. Yeah, that was. Right before he's going to bed down in his bed in the morning. Yeah, that was one of my favorite hunts for sure. Like, first time sitting with Alex. And, I mean, we weren't in a tree bigger than a basketball. And that was the worst tree I probably sat in this year. Really? Yeah, it was the worst tree I sat in this year. Jake's always, Jake takes about 45 minutes to an hour to pick a tree. And I'm like, come on, man, this one's big. It's going to be comfy. It's in the right spot. Like, you're going to have lanes. Don't worry about it. But yeah, that's another thing, you know, picking the right tree. It's got to be in the right spot, you know. I'm with Jake because Corey came and filmed me for the last night. And, uh, Dude, how long did it take me to find a tree in the inside <laughs> corner? And I'm like, I'm looking at him, and I'm like, what do you want to do? And he's like, ah, there's a whole bunch of trees around here. I'm like, I like that one, but I can't shoot over there, and I can't shoot that. And I'm like, it's like just getting a tree, and then the deer end up blowing at us. And yeah, take some time sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, that public land game, man, is a tough game. When Alex starts climbing a tree like that, I know it's going to be a good night. When we get in those straight oak trees, it's probably just an observation sit. When really? we get in those crazy trees, we know something's about to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was the most uncomfortable tree I've sat in this year. But, you know, <laughs> made it work. Uncomfortable as how? Because you were in a saddle, though. Saddles are yeah, I mean, they're, oh, it was comfortable as since I was in a saddle, but... Just a I leaner. Mean, just a leaner. Yeah, yeah. Not bigger than Not a basketball. Very big. Yeah. Like the trees two like sway when you there. got two people. <laughs> yeah, I think I dropped a bunch of gear, but <laughs> either getting down or uh, setting up that early morning. I think it was in the dark still, so it would have been before we shot at that buck. Uh, I was dropping a bunch of my second angle stuff, washers and wing nuts were flying down on the ground. And I'm like, 
Don't don't forget washers and wing nuts. <laughs> don't forget to That's a remind me to get that. That is you a know? t-shirt. What what are some what is the biggest whoops you guys had this year? Like maybe deer coming in, you cough, and you're like, you had a cough, you know, something like that. Well, like, what's the biggest whoops? I got, you had? I got a great one. Um, so Jake Bush, phenomenal hunter, and uh, you know, it's like a large task to swallow that you're about to go in the woods with Jake Bush and stock a bedded deer yep and set up and so we hunted together a few days and went home and at some point i had got pneumonia or something and so we got we got back to the parking lot a few days later and jake and i were meeting up to go back in and like jake like i'm coughing man like this is not going to be good i hate that feeling is when you're not the hunter (laughs) yeah and i mean jake's just way too nice of a guy he's like oh dude it'll be fine it'll be fine deer cough in the woods all the time and so <laughs> Jake takes a long time to enter. You know, we probably spent an a hour and a half time, yeah. yeah, working through this bottom because, you know, he is so tactful and so precise. He's, you know, every step matters to him. Yeah. And so we stock all the way back on this uh, scrape line we had found a few days prior. And, you know, he, he had determined this buck was in there in this cut bedded. And so we get set up, we hunt, and here comes these does down the hill into the cut. <laughs> And I, I finally literally couldn't hold it anymore. I just started coughing. And he's looking at me, and I'm like, Jake, I'm so sorry, guys, dude. It's fine. I'm like, Jake, it is not fine. Not fine. <laughs> it is not fine. Yeah. I, got, I, got, I got one, too, like from this year. Uh, I went to Saskatchewan to film my boss. And we're looking at all-day sits and the cold, cold, cold. And I had, I don't know if I had COVID before, and it was just like a lingering cough. Or what? It, I don't know what it was. It was a cough. So I told my boss, I'm like, just so you know, before we go, I said, I, I bought like three bags of Hall's like cough drops. I said, just so you know, I'm coughing every 45 seconds to a minute. It just every, all day, every day. And so we're sitting there and I have this big wool, it's like a big wool neck gaiter. And I just kept it on my leg like this. When every time I cough, I just right into it and eating like my teeth are rotting because of all the Hall's. Like mm. I'm just like throwing... And we're sitting all day for, thank God he killed the second night. But um, every time, and, like, we had some does come out, and up there it's alfalfa bales, and you so you feed them and everything. And it's at about 80 yards, and I'm like, there's some does. And I'm like, it's, like, midday. I'm like, well, I'm going to see if I can cough and see. <laughs> like, I'm just going to test them out, you know. And I, I put it, you know, that net gator there, and I just, you know, cough, and I look up, and they're just mowing away, and I'm like, oh, we're good. And then that night, 150-inch 10 comes out, and he's like, yep. You we kill? I'm like, thank God. We're done, <laughs> you know? But, I, dude, coughing's the worst. The it worst. Is. I'd rather have a sore throat over coughing any day. But, Derek, what do you got? You got you got to have a screw-up this, week, this um, year. Probably that buck in Nebraska that he missed. Um, we went in. He had a trail camera picture set up on this field edge corner that we, they put when they were scouting. And I don't know if anyone's been in Nebraska. There's not a lot of trees. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where our saddles actually are saddle hunting in general really helps you out because you can get it gets you that ability to get into the trees we couldn't get a tree stand in any tree that really any of us hunted in nebraska so we found one that we could get in um and this is learning between him not having a camera guy and me really not doing it professionally the height difference and set up what i can see what he can't see and not communicating that before like what i could see and what he can't see yeah um we had a couple does come in that we both seen um, and then about 20 minutes later, that buck came in the same spot that those does came. So I assumed that he saw them. But by the time I told him big buck, that deer moved out of that area. And he was I could see him. Alex couldn't. And by the time he came into frame, he was at 30 yards on a slight jog. And uh, Alex took a shot at him and uh, didn't get him, obviously. But mm-hmm. the next day we ended up, thank God, uh, getting a um, recovery and getting a good deer down. But, yeah, it's just communication. That was it. Other than that, it's been really good. Yeah, for anybody out there filming, and if you are new with someone, I would say the biggest thing is is like try to get that icebreaker in. You know, if you just meet them and you're just filmed, like, and just kind of take control in some 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 sense. Because in like in your instance right there, you know, I've been in that situation too. But if if it was something where you're just like, okay, yeah, you know, I'm going to take control of this situation or, or whatever it is, or you guys set the precedent on what that is. It just makes things run so much smoother. Well, that you was know? funny because he said after that he shot at that deer, he's like, I should have stopped that deer. I wasn't thinking about it. Yeah. So the next, when you guys see the Nebraska episode, 
We both stopped that deer. You hear <laughs> twice, and it's hilarious because of the night before. So yeah. it, after that, everything was smooth. All year was great. I got you. That's funny. What do you, I know uh, you messed up a whole bunch this year. <laughs> See, I, there's only Double like one little cameras whoops. off the chair. Like what? What do you got? I got a little whoops. I forgot the base plate in Ohio this one set, but I mean it. It worked out. I just freehanded. It wasn't a gigantic lens, so it it was it was fine, and we didn't have an encounter with a shooter that night, anyways. But I will say. It's not this. This next thing's not really a whoops, but I know I drove the guys crazy. Um, the boots I was wearing all season had like almost an inch of tread on them, and every time they slipped off that like the edge of that X-wing plat. Nothing against the platform, but they slipped off the edge of that X-wing platform, and it would just doom doom. And I know I drove at least Alex. I drove Alex crazy, <laughs> and Kevin's like, "Is that that?" When I was hunting with them that one time. It, it happened, and he's like, oh, now I know what they're talking about. <laughs> Jake just rolled his eyes and went on with it. But, yeah, I know I, that probably annoyed him all year. We'll have to figure something out for next year. Talk about uh, forgetting the bass player or something. So one of my biggest whoops is in 10 years or 11 years of doing this is uh, film, filming in Illinois. It's an evening hunt. We're kind of running a little late. We walk all the way into the timber, and we're back in the timber a ways. And we get, you know, I get to the base of the tree. I got the big muddy arm, too, because we got, a, like, a bigger camera. So it's a big bastard. And, and um, I'm, like, trying to figure out where everything's at at the base of the tree. Like, okay, when I get up, I'm going to do this. Cannot find the ratchet strap to the base. And I'm like, shit. Like, what? and I, it's not a free-handable camera. And I'm, I'm like trying to, like, could I take my tether off my safety harness to like just kind of wrap around? I'm like, nope. I got down on my base layers and I ran back to the truck and grabbed it and ran back and I felt like an idiot. First sit of the year too, and I'm like, idiot, you know. <laughs> it's just one of those things. But luckily, knock on wood, I have yet to double punch or not hit record. Yeah, I don't. We didn't have any of that happen this year. No, no. I mean, yeah. nothing important. There was a couple times you're like filming recoveries and yeah. you're like. Wait, do it again. And again. Stuff like that. You're like, oh, yeah, that wasn't on. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't on. What would you guys switch going into 23 now? You know, being being one year into it and working with each other, like, what would you, what would, what do you need to improve on going into 23? Man, um, I feel like we just learned so much through this whole process. You know, I mean, just the organization is going to be a lot different next year. But I mean. Little stuff. Little stuff, yeah. yeah. We did a pretty good job, I think. Yeah, we yeah. did. We did, but I don't know. I think next year we're going to, you know, we're going to try to put the, the pedal to the metal and expand, do a yeah. lot more of this, get more states, get more guys. So, you know, really kind of getting the system down, getting the gear list down, figuring all that stuff out, um, probably help out a lot. Yeah. Hell yeah. If you had to say one thing, any, all you guys can answer if you want, one thing for new guys getting into, the, like, the hunting industry – First of all, let's let's answer that question. What would you, you know, new guys getting in the hunting industry, what would you say to do, for them to do? Well, I think there's a huge uh, misconception that somebody's going to come along and pay you to hunt. Yeah. And I... Doesn't happen. Doesn't happen. <laughs> and uh, the filming thing's a great way to get your foot in the door. And honestly, I, I kind of gave up a lot of hunting this year to film. And at the beginning, I didn't know about that, but honestly, it was the best experience i could ask for i learned so much i mean it's not often you get to walk around the woods with an alex chop a kevin leach guys that are just getting it done yep i mean spending time in a tree with jake bush learning how he walks how he enters things how he you know thinks about the wind wind mm -hmm. maps i mean you can't learn that anywhere else no. if you're, you're not willing to film yep you're never going to get that experience but yeah there's a lot of a lot to take away there for my own hunting game for sure know. yeah what about you Derek? Uh, my biggest thing, I, I try to preach this a lot, I always have, is just be humble to everyone you meet because you don't know how that's going to affect your dreams and goals in the future. Um, I try to be nice and humble with everyone. I give everyone a chance. I you know I learn from everyone, whether they know more than me or they don't. I For try sure. to take a learning experience out of everybody. And um, like Corey is a perfect example. Um, I met Corey last year at ATA. We had a great conversation. Never knew if I was ever going to see him again, but we had a great time. Here you are one year later. He was nice to me. I was nice to him. He got the marketing job over Latitude Outdoors, and I got the media specialist position. It's still up for debate if that's what I'm called. <laughs> um, it says it on the card, so I guess that's what media it is. Media special guy? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. It has a ring to it. Um, but then 
now we work together. It came full yeah. circle just from two dudes being humble and uh, being nice to each other. Yep, I love it. Yeah, networking is definitely like the biggest thing. You know, go to these shows. Mm-hmm. Um, Filming is a great way to get into it. Start with your own stuff. Um, and, you know, within the past month, I've seen multiple internship opportunities through companies, and those are just, you know, free. Uh, whether how long, you know, some weeks, months, whatever. Um, that That's all free opportunity for you to learn, or you can go the route that I chose and I paid for a school, you know, mm-hmm. to, to get that knowledge um, and just jump in. Awesome. I'd have to echo all that. Like, first of all, it's like hone your craft too. Like, you don't have to be the best at what you're doing. There's a couple things you don't need skill for, in my opinion. That's being punctual and not being like, like being two steps ahead of the person that you're trying to film or whatever, just, just be on time, be dependable. Then that will outweigh your skill set, and your skill set will catch up to it. You know what I mean? If you can just show that you're dependable, you're a Swiss army knife, you're willing to do it. That's, that's inexpensive. Cause nowadays nobody wants to work. Yeah. We can see and that it, in anything. And if film is not your thing, I mean, these companies are, are hiring guys too, you know, in, in, in the warehouse, stuff like that. There's there's a lot of stuff out there if yep. you just look. For sure, man. Well, cool, boys. I'm going to wrap this up. We're at a half hour. Went by fast. We'll do another one for sure. Might even do one tonight with some beers, maybe. We'll do we'll, yeah. we'll do that. Maybe. Appreciate it, man. No thank problem. you, Joey. Derek. Thanks, Aaron. Appreciate Corey. It. Thanks, Aaron, for Thank you, brother. Yep. Thank you. fish are where you think they are. Any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. In wild country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.